Hi everyone, this is Anjali from Vox ETL. Thank you for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about the intersection of mental health and virtual learning. I'm Anjali, I'm 16 and I go to Northview High School. Hi everyone, I'm Sanjana, I'm 16 and I'm a junior in North Gwinnett High School. My name is Prince, I'm 13 and I go to Renfro Middle School. Hey y'all, it's Nasir, also known as Ket. I'm 17 and I'm homeschooled and I work here at Vox. Awesome. Well, let's jump into our question for today. Our first question is, how do you think the shift to and from virtual learning has affected your mental health? Yeah, so this is Sanjana again, but I definitely think that it was such like a, oh, yeah, I remember it was March 2020, like a year and a half ago. And it was such a, it wasn't this transition for me, but it was just how quick it was, you know, it was this sudden shift of reality like you know one day you're just like riding public transportation to and from school and the next day like everyone's masked up nobody's coming out of their house like that's pretty scary you know like we're just teenagers I thought definitely it was scary and I think a lot of people the sudden isolation led to like a heavy decline in the mental health you know you go from seeing your friends or your peers um, at school every single day to like seeing like almost nobody unless it's like through a screen um, but yeah um, I was fine with the shift. It didn't really matter to me. I usually ride my bike to school and the school is only like five minutes away. And I really enjoyed being able to like go to sleep and be able to watch like YouTube while being in class. It didn't affect my mental health at all, but I did miss seeing my friends. Um, for me, it, was, it, as, it wasn't as big as a change. Um, I had been homeschooled since about six, no, seventh, eighth grade of middle school. So staying indoors and that whole personal isolation and not having to see a lot of people wasn't a huge change. I think the huge change came with like the heavy quarantine lockdown protocols and seeing the news every day of like your local grocery store is out of toilet paper and your local grocery store is out of canned food or water or you know the only thing left on the shelf for you to eat now is corona beer because nobody wants it um so it was just like what (laughs) what are we doing like it was one of those moments where i feel like we've all had like a little sudden loss of hope for humanity like what why are we doing this why why now why in this time when all of us should be banding together to one, first of all, sit at home and not stock up on toilet paper. And two, like when we should all be coming together to help out each other, to donate toilet paper to another house on the block if they need it, to make sure like, oh, hey, they can't carpool their kids. They're sick. Maybe I can like figure out something. But the huge change for me, like when I realized, oh, this is really happening is when I would go outside and I would just see no one. And I would go to like Walmart or Kroger or Publix or anything. And all of the shelves were empty and all of the workers were pretty much gone. And they would have overworked staff and so many people like super stressed out. And when it first started, my mother was working at a grocery store and it was like a huge hit for her because she became an essential worker. And the grocery store wasn't taking those precautions. And so it it really just condemned our household to extra precautions and so that took a toll on like 
oh, I can't go outside. Like, I can't really be around my mother or, like, other people who I love and I want to be around because my mother could possibly be contaminated. And because I live with her, I'm possibly contaminated. So I have to self-quarantine myself to better assist with everything else that's going on. You know, to make sure that my mom can go work so that way we still have a roof over our head. And to make sure that, you know, nobody else in the family gets sick if they have like an autoimmune deficiency or anything like that. Um, So the start of it, and even now, I feel like the switch and the change, even like, even going back in to school has been really huge. And it's really hit me with just a lot of worry and a lot of like uneasy feeling. It's been up and down of like, oh yeah, as humans, we're doing good. And then we're doing really bad right now. Like, can we do better? So it's been stressful, but I think out of all of this, what I can definitely take back is a lot of the memories that I've had through quarantine. You know, the fun little activities that we've been able to make. So yeah. Um, I just actually kind of wanted to add something based off of what Kit said. Um, you know, my mom's also an essential worker. My mom works in a public school, you know, with way too many people in it. And my mom actually ended up catching COVID. And I mean, she's all right. But I think it was just a scary experience, you know, like, you know, obviously don't want the rest of my house to get COVID with people who are like have immunocompromised or like suffer from other things. But I think it's just scary because trying to take on the burden of, you know, you have to fill in for the place of someone else and then trying to balance school and other things. I think it was so like stressful and, you know, it was another thing that leads to burnout. I think that so many people and that that's just like the base of it, you know, I was still fine, but there are like so many families that, you know, their parents became unemployed or things like that. And I think that's just so terrifying and it can affect like students' mental health horribly. Yeah, it's really hearing it's really interesting hearing about your perspectives from living as an essential worker, but also from Kit from being homeschooled. Personally, for me, being neurodivergent, I'm already really unstimulated and that leads to like less productivity. And I think being just in my house and confined to one desktop really just made me feel more burnt out and more exhausted and just led to a declining mental health overall. Do you guys also think that the immediate shift back to in-person learning and in-person activities after quarantine affected your mental health too? Um, yes, I think so. Um, can we just say, where did all of these mental health like issues come from? I'm learning about a new one every single day. As I said in a past meeting, um, math anxiety is something that I had no idea was a thing until people started to go back to in person and I started to get a little bit more involved back into like a a bit more of a like in-person sort of homeschool experience you know with college prep and stuff like that and all of the deadlines and tests and pre-tests and whatnot I had not realized the toll of not doing anything when you're supposed to be like doing a lot of schoolwork having that break off and not having not being stimulated from a heavy like educational standpoint like not having somebody constantly there to like be like hey you need to do this do this do this do this it made my brain kind of feel like a little bit weaker when i actually came back to school 
And even though I'm like homeschooled, I, I did like keep up like a good regimen. But with that good regimen, it was like, it became to be like a burnout. And I was just kind of like, this is, this is too much. And I, I can't keep up with it. And that's kind of like where the math anxiety and like so many other things have come into place. And I've been questioning, you know, like so many things like, am I dyslexic? And am I such and such? And I don't know. And it's just been like a spiral of confusion. And so I feel like with the schools not opening up and more in-person things going on, it's more than important to be honest and to also have those resources and to share your resources and your experiences of what quarantine was like for you, of what you're going through so that like people like me or anybody else here can have something to like look at and be like, oh, well maybe I have math anxiety too. And like, maybe that's why I've been feeling a little sluggish or like, oh, I didn't know that I was burnt out, but now I know that I'm burnt out. And so maybe I can like go through this a little bit differently. When I first came into school, um, I only spent 13 days, and then my mom ended up getting COVID. I had to get taken out of school for three weeks, and that really affected my mental health. Um, Since I was just starting school and I was just now making friends, I had to lose all of them. I didn't have their number or anything, so I couldn't, like, message them. Um, I felt just sad. I felt bored. My body felt weaker, and that's really it. I just felt, like, depressed a little. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's kind of the whole thing of it all. You know, when we first got off of school in 2020, people, so many people, uh, including myself, uh, took it as a little vacation. You know, I think uh, in the beginning, you know, I was so ecstatic. You know, no school, and then you know the NTIs and the missing assignments started piling up, and then people, you know, had like a couple weeks of time because it was pretty close to when school's ending, just like two and a half months away. And then, you know, people are so stressed and they're frantically trying to get things done. And I think this was so, like, scary. The schools weren't really accommod- accommodating to, like, what people might be going through at home, you know, trying to hop on a Zoom when you live in a house full of, you know, if you live in a house full of a lot of people, you have to share a computer with a sibling. I think that's just something that school didn't take into account for a lot of people. And that's why so many people suffered so much. Yeah, we definitely, definitely, like... Even beyond, like, teens, I feel like a lot of people, as soon as, like, COVID hit and it was, like, lockdown, we took that lockdown for granted. You know, we didn't even use our time well. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we've got this lockdown. You know, here's the time to, like, do all these things that I've been missing out on. Like, here's the time to, like, really catch up on my missing assignments. Um, And there were, like, those few people that were, like, oh, yeah, here's the time to, like, make a business. And I remember when it first started, like, there were so many people making masks to sell for, like, $10, $5 or whatever. And that's how, like, they were literally paying for their rent at the beginning is because, you know, they had been diagnosed with COVID. So they couldn't go to work and they had lost their jobs. And it was, like, even teens, like, they couldn't go to school or they they couldn't go to their part-time job. And so they were really overcoming for the like for the circumstances but from what I can see from a lot of them is even with making that business and even with having that drive and like that willpower to make something really good out of a lockdown they still feel incomplete almost like they still feel like they're doing something wrong or like they're just missing out on something and I think that's another thing that, you know, that lockdown has done for us and that 
COVID and just everything that's happening now has really done for us is that we're trying to juggle so much because of our circumstances. We feel like because we're going through a pandemic and, you know, now there's the vaccines and stuff like that, but we still feel like because we're living through this time that we have to live through it and we have to live through it the best way we possibly can. And, you know, a lot of people, for them, that means, like, working really, 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 really hard and still not getting anywhere. For some people, that might mean opening up a business and not even really knowing how to run the business or, you know, getting burnt out from the business as soon as it starts because you're not getting any sales or, you know, you're not getting anything else. Like, I had somebody recently who was trying to open up a mask business, and it was kind of like somebody was like, oh, no. We're way past that point. Like, everybody has, like, a good collection of masks. Nobody needs your mask anymore. And it was, like, that's when it shot down from them. They were really depressed, and they didn't really know what else to do. And it was just, like, you don't have to fall down into that that pit, into that well. Because, you know, there there's people who feel the same as you. Like, they might have not started a business or anything like that, but there are definitely people who are willing to listen and hear you and understand that what you're going through is hard and it's something that, you know, possibly will happen again in life and it might never leave you. But here's that support system. Here's the the place, the people, the community to really say, hey, what's going on? And, you know, break that down, diagnose it. And I shouldn't even say diagnose it, but just like to give it a little bit more meaning, you know, help you to figure out maybe why you feel that way to help you better move on, to help you with that career, you know, to, to with that small business or with those grades that are failing or with the final exams or SAT prep test and all of that stuff. So, you know, just, it's been hard, but we're all going to really come out on top if we continue to want to ask for help if we continue to want to actually be given help is the most important thing that i would say thanks kit for that for those closing words of encouragement i think that wraps up our conversation for today um, make sure to check out vox atl on voxatl.org and check back frequently for new episodes on soundcloud spotify or apple Podcasts. thank you all for listening today